Hi, I'm your host, Isaac Mack. Welcome to the MCC. Joining me today is Ms. Ms. Wasan Situ. Wasan was born in Baghdad and her family are from Batnaya. She holds a diploma in Christian education from Babel Catholic College of Theology and Philosophy in Baghdad. Most of you would know Wasan as a secretary to our Archbishop. Among ensuring the smooth operation of the church, Wasan managed to find the time to become the author of two books, both written in Arabic. Uh, her first book, The Flood of Love, the first two, has general topics following the liturgical seasons from the advent and onward. Her second book, The Flood of Love, Our Father, is a spiritual reflection and a view about the genocidal attack of ISIS against our people in Iraq. Wasan, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Zahi. Um, firstly, I have to ask you, um, in the last five years, did you manage to get any sleep? Because uh, how did you manage to write two books and uh, do what you do for the church? To be honest, it's not an easy thing to do. Mm. It needs uh, lots of work, yeah. uh, thinking, praying. Coffee. Because my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because my writing is spiritual, as I mentioned before. Yes. So uh, needs to be praying all the time, yeah. actually, to have that spirituality of praying. Mm. So. Yeah, it, it, it is uh, something hard to be done, yeah. but thank God, yeah, God always strengthens us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, can I, I just want to ask you about your writing, you know, in terms of what you do and some of the habits around it. So do you have like, a, I've spoken to some writers, do you have a certain structure or a certain time of the day, uh, you know, where you, or do you just write when you feel inspired? How does it work for you? Exactly, I just write when I feel inspired. Okay, and that's yeah. every day or? Just depends, every day, sometimes more than once a day. Sometimes I write two or three articles a day. All right. Sometimes I write nothing for like months. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> yeah. So you so do it have, just okay. Depends, yeah. Depends. So there is such thing as writer's block, like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is? Okay. Yeah, there is a lot. Okay. Um, and do you have like a preparation? Do you do anything? Uh, obviously, you pray. Uh, do you do you like to be in a certain place in the house? You know, stuff like that. No, no. no? no. Just, you write wherever. Just wherever I feel yeah. on that moment. If I don't write it, it's gone. Oh, oh so, so you, you have just, to have a pen and pad always. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe phone or iPad right. or whatever. So something I can write, whatever comes in my mind, straight away. Okay. So I write the way I feel it. Yes. And that's it. No editing, no nothing. And your, your style is uh, poetry, isn't it? Would you say? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Not no. articles, not poems, something in between. In between, okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, before we get into your books, I'd like to digress and ask you a couple of things about uh, the church, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, in the time that you've been in the Chaldean church, I mean, what has been, uh, I suppose, some of the most pleasing developments that you've seen, you know, while, while you've been there? Um, like, is it structurally in the church or is it the... The, well, the, as far the, as I remember, I was in church. So 
isn't isn't something I can mention or point at it to say this is why I am church. So I always remember I am in church working, serving, doing whatever like I believe this is what should I do in church. Yes. Teaching, joining choir, participating in uh, liturgy praying. Um, so I can't think about my life or myself out of church. So this is just my place. Yeah, like, beautiful. Yeah, the, the way you feel towards your home mm, is how you so feel. So this is the way I feel yeah, towards the church. So I can't tell you like um, this reason or this point or this whatever thing is the reason why I am in church or this is the reason uh, why I become church. Yes. I'm in church. That, that's it. <laughs> well, fair enough. And look, yeah. I think, I think uh, and that's perfect. I mean, I think my question was more about uh, the developments that have happened in church. Because I, when I was there, I was there a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. With, and I spoke to uh, our archbishop and he was showing me around and I saw that, you know, the childcare center, I think it just opened. Yes, so yes. It's, it's, it's beautiful because it's ever growing. It seems like there's new developments happening any time. And is there, is that, is there anything that you can tell us that's really exciting right now that, um, that you didn't of have? Course, maybe yeah, of ago? course there is some development going yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I can't say like more or add more than, uh, to whatever His Grace said about yeah. the development in church, um, because Perfect. development, yeah, development, whatever we have in you in church isn't like that much. Yeah, because we work slowly, slowly. Yeah, we need to make sure that whatever we start to do or to add to our church is um, going in the right process. Mm. So working slowly, slowly is better than going so fast. Absolutely. So the childcare is one of the things, and I, I believe you know about the St. Joseph Church of Paulina. Yes. We started building in St. Mary's. Very exciting. So yeah, slowly, slowly we're yeah. doing whatever we can, our best, of course. Of course, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in a funny time, uh, obviously with COVID and all that sort of stuff happening. Uh, what's been the most, uh, I suppose, weird or challenging thing for you in this time? Has it, has it, has it made your job a lot more difficult or anything in particular? It changed? just depends. Just sometimes, um, I think sometimes it depends on the season of the year. Yeah. Um, for example, when it comes near to Christmas or Easter mm. and Sometimes when it comes near to starting a new project or whatever, so of course we have a lot of things to do. So mm. we have uh, lots of work to be done. Yeah. Uh, sometimes just quiet. Okay. Yeah, like normal things, daily yeah. normal things. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And has, what's, uh, I think, what's something that's really positive that you've seen happen in, uh, in our community or in the church with this you know, a challenging time at the moment? To be honest, uh, there is many 
positive thing in this part of, of everything. Yeah. For example, um, the desire of people and they had their passion mm. to come church, to come yeah. and pray, to participate. Even if they can't attend church, but they are following every mass and prayer we're providing online. Yeah. And they keep always keep contacting us, keep calling and sending messages, asking for any chance to be in church, to have Holy Communion, to like do something, um, at least come in the backyard and pray uh, in front of the church. So we believe this is something positive. Yes. Because um, these hard times, it shows us the depth, the real depth, yes. the depth inside each of us, if we really love to be in church or not. Yeah. Very so good. we can, yeah. So now we can say, yes, our people, they really love to be in church. It's very pleasing. This, yeah. this, is, this is good. I think that's a huge positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to your writing. Yeah. Uh, when, when did you, I suppose, when did you know that you wanted to be a writer? I didn't know. You didn't? I didn't know I want to be a writer. <laughs> so what, what made you get into writing then? Okay. Um, it was long, long time ago, like maybe more than 20 years ago. Oh. In church, of course. Back in Iraq, in Baghdad. Mm. I was still uh, young. Maybe. When one of our... Um, youth group leaders he came to me he gave me um, a picture of the hands of Jesus on the cross and he said just try to look at it think about it mm. and write what do you think well I don't know what was the reason behind this task he gave me, to be honest. Mm. But it was supposed to be for the bulletin of the church, for the Easter. Okay. So I just did, as he said, and I was surprised by the feedback oh. of people and everyone, especially uh, when they mentioned that whatever um, spiritual and theological thoughts I put, they were really good and right. Mm. So some of other um, leaders in our church, they followed me and tried to advise me all the time and give me some tips. And so I enjoyed it, to be honest. Mm. And I found like, okay, um, I think I have a gift. Maybe, yeah, I can do more and more and try to write more things, articles and whatever. So since then, I started and I continue it and I'm, I'm still. So yeah. after I'm talking, maybe it was 2000 or maybe before 2000. And by the time until 2014, 
um, I had like a huge collection. Oh. Uh, and it was like um, just based on the season of our liturgy uh, calendar. Yes. So I thought, okay, I have this collection. And instead of just leave it aside, mm. uh, by the by that time, uh, wasn't the, the online or let's say the social media wasn't that popular yes. yet, Facebook or whatever. Yeah. So the first thing I thought about is to make them a book. Okay. So I worked on them and I did my first book, which is that one. It's in Arabic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Australia. I concentrate when you put that there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That was my first book. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's, can you, so that was a, how do I understand? So that was a collection of your work, that first book. That was a collection of my work since I started writing and 14 years of writing. Not right. everything, but yeah, almost. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, can you, I suppose, tell us a little bit more about the book itself? What, what would people find if they, if they were, uh, you know, to pick it up and read it? Okay. Um, my books, both of them. Yeah. This is the second one. Yes. Fancy some Chaldean. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Beautiful. So, um, both of them, uh, they are that kind of books um, which they don't need you to read them from the first page to the last page. Yes, I'm, I'm getting, getting that. You can, yeah, you can just pick whatever page you want mm. and read the article it comes in uh, to you. Mm. Uh, my first one, uh, as I mentioned, is just Following the structure of the liturgy yeah. calendar, uh, mm. starting from Advent, mm. Christmas, Easter. Yes. So each season, let's say, has maybe one or two articles. Just depends. I always write from the uh, reality. Mm. I started from reality around me. Okay. The life experience, maybe my life experience maybe other people's life experience, which I witness. Oh. Um, so whatever feeling I have uh, on that experience, it comes mixed with whatever I believe. So I reflect my faith on that life experience. Mm. And I try to present um, well, let's say like um, um, a certain viewpoint. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe like let's say something. Um, I reflect my faith on that reality. Yes. Yes. I try to present to people. So it just depends. So uh, with following the calendar. So with each season, 
for example, I speak about the Advent. So Advent yeah. for us is the time when we wait for the Lord mm. to come to our life. Yes. So in the in this way, I also mix the way we wait for some joy to come in our life in, in real life. Good. And what is the hard time for that and what is the positive time for that? Mm. And how can we trust God that He will among us and he will always give us joy whatever the time we suffer before that yes. so this is the way I do my articles beautiful yeah well tell me let's talk about your second book then you know um, so from what mm -hmm. I get this is a book about I suppose a viewpoint spiritual reflection on the genocide you know the genocide yes. The, I, yeah, yeah, the, the uh, genocide happened um, in 2014. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is obviously close to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, um, you know, for me, I was here in Australia watching all this happen, uh, seeing that there was no media coverage for so long, and uh, uh, our Archbishop, my uncle, was there. You know, yes. in the middle of it, and you know, we were communicating uh, back then and. Uh, I think personally, I went around to different churches just to try to raise raise awareness about what was happening mm. because mm. the, the media wasn't doing a job of it, right? And um, and to see my hometown, Morsel, which was where I was born, uh, you know, be basically cleansed so much of uh, Christian. I know. Yeah. That was yeah, heartbreaking is a is a mild way to put it. Right. Uh, I, what do you think? I, I'm I'm gathering your book will help people deal with that. Um, is that what um, you to say? I hope. Yeah. I hope. Um, I also was here in Australia when that happened. Yeah. And I also shared with you the feeling that your, let's say, your city, Mosul. So yeah. it was my village also, Watnaya belongs to yeah. Mosul as well. Exactly, One yeah. of the villages. Yes. And the most village was destroyed, I believe, uh, based on. Um, uh, the report. Yes. Uh, I was also trying to follow the news through the uh, media, mm. and also from some people we we still have there. Yes. It is a heartbreaking mm. to hear that your city, your village, your your country, your mm. homeland, having this kind of. Um, isn't only genocide, isn't only just a pain, isn't it like it's something I think hard to be described. Of course. So I was trying to imagine the feeling of people in there. Yes. People who lived this experience. Mm. So by the time we were watching here on media mm. and we were so disappointed, uh, in pain, Mm. Um, heartbreaking. So, how was the feeling or how was the situation of people who lived there? Yeah. I was always trying to imagine yes. with, with faith and hope that our merciful God, He will never ever leave them. Mm. Never ever. So, this is our faith, despite of whatever we face. Uh, in our life, 
we always actually we should always trust in God. Yeah, of course. So that's why I try um, to also reflect my faith on that. So uh, by the time when I was hearing some stories, listening to the news, uh, some some things happening there, some stories, some whatever happens there. Mm. Uh, so you, as I mentioned, I write whatever I feel. Yeah. So some stories, when I hear them, they just stuck in my mind. Mm. They stayed in my heart. Yes. So I straight away feel like there is something starting in in my mind to write something, to reflect something, and put my faith. Like, okay, this is hard. This is painful. That make... Um, so much stress, maybe shock, uh, trauma, and whatever on people. Yeah. But we should not ever forget that we have to save our souls and hearts before our body. Mm. So that's why I try to kind of rewrite the stories in my own way. Yes. And put my reflection and my faith on them, mm. giving some hope and trust in God. Uh, of course, during the writing the story, you can see some um, a lot of pain in it. Yeah. So okay. when you read it, you feel so much pain. Okay. So because I don't want to leave my reader in that pain, I always give some hope yes. at the end. Okay. When I finished writing everything, uh, by, the, by the way, I was writing this article because this started when I was nearly finished uh, publishing my first book. Oh, wow. Okay. So I wrote this article uh, on that time. Mm. So by the time when I published my first book, the articles for the first, for the second book were already done. Right. So I thought to make another book. Um, so after I finished and I took a, a rest for a while, and then I started to collect my articles and organize them and work on them. By that time, uh, Sayyidna, His Grace, uh, Amir Nona, became uh, the, the new bishop of our diocese. Yes. And you were already there at the... I was already in Australia. Yes. No, but you, were, you weren't uh, in the position that you're in now? Or... No, no, I wasn't. No, okay. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and then it took me like four years to work on these articles. Yes. By the, uh, during these four, four uh, uh, years, uh, I get to know His Grace, uh, and he uh, get to know me well. Mm. Uh, we used to speak from time to time, and then um, I decided to give him my draft and ask for his opinion or for his advice. 
he actually liked my book and he gave me few tips which made my book totally different presentation right okay because the way i was thinking to present my book is, is just listing my article yeah. my article the way i wrote them but with his advice i made the presentation totally different uh what I, which uh, which came to be of our including the articles. So I took the prayer of our father who art in heaven, whatever yes. in Arabic. Yes. I made each verse of it a chapter of a book. Okay. So I started with a verse praying to our father, depends on whatever the verse is saying. And uh, praying to our father, speaking to him, um, offering a prayer for our country, and then uh, presenting one of the stories. Okay. And the other end, I uh, also go back to our father and thank him for his mercy and love and whatever. And I end each chapter with a small prayer to our Mary. Father Mary. So in, that's why I called the second book Our Father, because yeah. the chapters are the verses of the prayer. So oh. you just like you are praying uh, Our Father in different way, in including our country, in including our people, in including whatever is happening in here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So where where can people uh, find your books? Uh, in the library of the church. Okay. And there's no and way... St. Thomas, Thomas Church, they, uh, yeah, they sell the books. They have them. And for listeners of, you know, outside of Sydney, say Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide... Uh, is I there... actually went to Melbourne. I took some books with me, first and second book. Okay. And I left some copies there as well. And uh, anyone needs to have any copy of my books, they can come to the libraries or they can contact me if they want. Yep. Uh, even for free, I, I don't mind. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, all right. So you're obviously involved heavily in the church. Uh, I want to ask you like how you'd sum up you know, our vocation and uh, I suppose our, you know, vocation as a church and, you know, our call as Christians. Well, how would you, how would you summarize that? As I mentioned before, because I always remember I am in church yeah. since I was a child. So a long time ago, I was, to be honest, actually thinking to become a nun. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was so young by the time I was maybe 14 mm. and for some health reasons they advised me that it will be too hard for me okay uh, so they say yeah like you are still young and it might be some risk 
on your health to um, to be with us okay. because it isn't easy. Mm. So because you are still under age, so this is not your decision. This is oh. your family's decision. All oh, right. <laughs> so yeah, you can still serve the church. Yeah. Without being in the um, covenant, yeah. Covenant, yeah. So I felt so sad to be honest on that time. Very <laughs> sad. Very very sad. But I decided, like, okay, I am in church. I will, I will continue to work and serve the church more than any other person. Beautiful. So I just tried my best. Mm. And I'm continuing trying. Yeah. Since then and until now. And as I also mentioned before, church is not just a place for me. Mm. Is it's like more than my home. Yeah, your life. I feel like church is my place more than even my family home. Well. That's why, like I, my life it's all for church, and it will always be. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you're obviously someone. Uh, I mean, so your family. Can I just ask? Obviously, you you have a love for church. You know, our community. Um, did that come from anywhere in particular? Did that was your when you were raised? Was your family heavily involved into church, or was there somebody that? You know, you looked up to, and you thought, "Yeah, I want to be involved like this." What what brought you to that to this point? Uh, maybe, maybe I can't point in something in particular. Maybe all of them. Okay. Uh, because when you are a child, if your family don't um, teach you how to be in church and don't support you, encourage you. Mm that you need to go to church. You need to be in church, to serve church, to learn from church. You yeah. will not be there. Yeah, of course. So yeah. this is the first step. It comes from family. Yes. And while you are in church, when you are growing up and see the people around you, uh, especially the people who work hard for church from, from the depth of them, their hearts. Yes and give everything for church, they became an idol for you. And you think deeply, why do they do this? Mm. There is something behind that. Of course. So you, you go further and further searching for the answer and um, by the time you you realize yeah, that you became really very close to God and to to Jesus, yes, and uh, your belonging to church is very strong without you even trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything. Brilliant. Um, I suppose it's a question maybe for well, it's a question for you, but um, I think some of youth would be would be thinking this as well. So why do you think spirituality um, is so important in today's world? Uh, it's, a, it's a broad question, I know. Yeah, it is. Um, 
sometimes it's it's hard to answer this kind of question mm. because uh, you feel it more than you are able to answer it. Okay. So spirituality, I believe, is the real balance for your life. Yeah. So the reality around us has so many things, too many things to be honest, mm. complicated, and you don't know which is real, which is not, which is good, which is not. Sometimes yeah. the bad things comes to you in a very good uh, image. Mm. So without spirituality, uh, spirituality and faith, you will be lost. I agree. I agree. You you can't uh, realize and um, uh, what is good, what is not in this life. Mm. So spirituality gives you, I believe, gives you that kind of peace inside. Yes. Uh, it gives you comfort that you are not alone, even if you are alone, but you are not alone right. because you have God always with you. Yes. So this, let's say, uh, kind of thinking of feel or faith makes you always sit strong. Mm -hmm. If you feel you are alone, you will be always uh, full of fears, which makes you easily go down and make many mistakes, although we all do mistakes. Mm. But with uh, spirituality and faith that you always have God saves you, protects you, guides you, loves you, and mm. have mercy on you. So it brings deep peace in your life. Yes. So I believe spirituality, this is my opinion, is very important because without it, you just feel like you are empty. Something missing. Yes, empty. You have nothing inside. Yeah. So you just need, you want to do anything. Sorry, it's just come out a bit. Do I have you? Okay, sorry. Yeah. It, uh, it just paused. <laughs> Good old technology. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, I know what you're saying. So without spirituality, you, you do feel empty. You, you do. Uh, I mean, I think um, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this, and I, I, I love what you're saying about it, is because I was talking to an old friend of mine yesterday. And, uh, you know, we, we'd known each other for a little over 20 years. He's now a super successful businessman. Um, you know, he's one of the most successful entrepreneurs in Australia. You know, I'm super proud of, you know, what he's done. And we were talking about family values. We were talking about uh, today's world, right? And uh, I pointed, you know, our attention to these things, <laughs> which is so distracting. And I think what you're hitting on there, spirituality, I think, you know, people's iPhones, their Facebooks, all these things, uh, we, we, we live in a very, we, we live in a world full of distraction, you know, they're, they're, and, uh, and I think maybe, and tell me if you agree with this, maybe people are trying to fill that void, that emptiness with all that distraction. With, exactly. 
with your Facebook, with your, you know, all these things, Twitter, whatever. Uh, what's now TikTok? There's a new one, you know, and yeah, yeah. it's never ending. Many right? things, yeah, never ending. And it's like, for me, I try to, I suppose, impress upon uh, people younger in my family, the youth, and, and that is that try not to just get uh, consumed by all these things. Um, I think when you pray, for example, it just slows everything down. Exactly. That's that's what I, that's what I was talking to my friend about yesterday. And he kept saying that. Uh, he said that you know we just need to slow down more. We need to just be in the moment, spend time in prayer, spend time with our families. Exactly. Enjoy life's moments more. And I I, th I believe this is the impact uh, of spirituality in life. Yeah. Because when you pray, you calm down. Yeah you think deeper and deeper of the real meaning of your life mm. not only your life but the life in general meaning of the life in general mm. so you think you think about your yourself you think about your relations with your family yes and how important is the family how important is the community your mm. church so you strengthen your circle let's say with your family, church. Uh, otherwise, like far of this of spirituality, you feel like uh, there is just a wind inside you, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Seriously. So yeah. that's why it's easy everything to come into you instead of you go to yeah, to the other way around. Yeah. That. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, I think um, for someone that, for example, let's talk about, let's talk to people out there, for example, someone right now who doesn't pray, uh, you know, um, is consistently on their phone, their laptop, all these things. I mean, I, I've read many studies, for example, and uh, I remember reading this one. There was a Harvard graduate and he was talking about, uh, it's an amazing video of you. I, I don't know the name of it, but I'll, I'll put a link up. Someone that has never ever used social media and he's a very mm. successful person. Uh, and he came out of Harvard, right? And he, he talked about that the things that are on Facebook, Instagram and all these things, the people that created them were the same people that studied those uh, slot machines in casinos. Because, you know, they're... Mm. They're addictive. You, you keep going like that. And that's how people get addictive. He said, the difference is people can walk away from the casino. Right. These things are in your face all day, every day. So it's an addiction. And, and he, he's, you know, so for people who are there right now in that situation, what would you say to them as, you know, what, what are they? And they might be a little bit anxious and a little bit, uncomfortable with the thought about praying because they haven't for a long time. What, what would you say to that person right now uh, uh, just to, to help them get into it? I say, calm down, take some breath and <laughs> take rest. Yeah. Slow down. And uh, yeah. And try to pray because if praying, as I said, um, makes, makes you, Strong, strong, what, what I mean by strong, strong, facing life, mm. uh, strong with your, your relationship. Yeah. Because while we are struck 
with these devices, yeah. we are uh, blocked from others. Mm. So there is no communication at all. Yeah. Not even with my, let's say, for example, if it's me, not even with, with my parents, with my uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, you can see there is many families, uh, huge number, they can be together in one place, yeah. but they are too far away from each other. Not communicating. No communication at all. Uh, prayer can help a lot, a lot, because it takes you inside and it takes you up to our God, which always reminds you about the importance of, of love, respect, uh, family, and uh, community. And these kinds of like this, these meanings in life, we need them. Mm. Uh, we can't think about them or we can't rem remember them even sometimes if we are not, uh, we are not praying. Hmm. Especially to be merciful with each other, to yeah. forgive each other, to be helpful for, with each other, hmm. to support each other. Yes. So, uh, today's life with media and whatever the technology, hmm. it, it takes us more to be selfish. Yeah, agree. Yeah, because step by step, we are going after whatever we want. We don't care about what other people need. Yes. So selfishness makes us um, alone. Mm. It makes us um, very cold. There is no feeling. There is no relationship. Yeah. So I think we need always to be people who pray a lot mm. because right. without right. the prayer we cannot have that warmth in our hearts mm. we cannot be real human yeah some people ask me uh where do i start with prayer and i say well maybe just start by giving thanks you know sit down every night and uh say thanks for all of the blessings you have go go through the things that you're blessed with Give thanks for your family, your friends, your health, everything that you have, the gift of life, you know, and just make that a habit. That's one. Another thing you can do is maybe pray for your families and their loved ones, you know, send them good health and all these things, just really basic things. And I think you find from there it will grow. Exactly. Sometimes we need to do nothing, only just to be in front of our God, hmm. silent. Yes. And trust that he knows what we want. Hmm. He knows our needs yeah. and just surrender ourselves to him in calmness, in, in silence. That's such a good point. I heard a minister say, I was listening to a video, YouTube. YouTube's got some good stuff now and then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and I was listening to a minister, I think from America, and he was saying that uh, the best part of prayer is silence. He says, you know, what, why don't you, he said, why don't you, instead of just talking all the time, just... <laughs> He said, he said, why don't you just shut up and listen and listen to what God has to say. Exactly. He says, some people call that meditation. 
uh, call it what you want to call it. But he says that is the sometimes the best part of prayer is the silence. It, it is. Agree? It really it is good. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it will not be that easy for some people mm. because many people they can't handle it. <laughs> silence, I know. Hey, I. For anyone listening, I am someone that is my brain goes a thousand miles an hour, so it takes it does take. <laughs> not easy but it does take a bit of discipline and the benefit that i know personally that i've received out of it is phenomenal uh, i yeah i personally feel so much more in control of my life so much more calm anxieties are gone you know any yeah, yeah. stresses depressions leave you when you when you do make that a day-to-day -day habit right yeah um all right i think we're going to wrap up so i want to ask you I, I usually like asking everyone this question uh, if you could go back in time, yeah. uh, what advice would you have for your 18-year-old self? Ah. <laughs> advice. If you could go meet the 18-year-old. It's hard, hard to advise yourself. <laughs> but the 18... you know um, I don't know, because by that time, for some health reasons as well, yeah. I was forced to leave uh, uh, my learning. Yes. So maybe I advise myself to to be stronger. Okay. Stronger, even if I have some weakness and some pain and some problems, mm. maybe I need to overcome my weakness stronger than mm. I did. Uh, in order to continue my path. Yeah. So... Um, not to take it as personally, you think? Mm, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because sometimes, um, although some life experience, you had some, sometimes you, you really have some hard time. Yeah. Uh, isn't up to you. Mm. There is some other reasons from inside can uh, impact. But I believe in some stages in my life, if I was stronger, I could do better. Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> Maybe. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, look, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, really thank appreciate you, Zahir. Uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say thank you, you know, for the great work that you do. Thank you for your great work. <laughs> and, you know, God give you strength and, you know, keep giving you uh, inspiration to, to do what you do. Hopefully, uh, you know, there's another book. Um, Hopefully. Uh, coming soon. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm thinking, yeah, some, some ideas in my mind, maybe in Chaldean. Right. Language, maybe oh. in English in the future. Something like that. We'll see. Some, and now, that is, <laughs> this is special, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be. Yeah, it will be in Chaldean, but this kind of writing, it's, yeah. a, it's an art. Uh, yeah. So that's Sorry, are you there? Oh, it cut off yeah. again.
Well, I think we'll leave it there. I think the internet is telling us, to, you know, it's time to finish up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for your time. We'll, we'll see you soon. And, Thank uh, you, Zahid. Wish you all the best always. See you Thank soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.